Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. That's not a place for people. That's a place for animals and putting where the animals eat. That is the introduction of our Messiah Jesus to this world. Amen. He come down to be like us. Jesus was a humble servant who would in due time be lifted up by God. Luke 2 and 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel, behold means look, pay attention. So the Bible's saying, hey, everybody, pay attention. Listen to this part. This is big. It says, and behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, look, pay attention, look, what? don't miss this, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day, and where? The city of David. That would have rung with them. Oh, Davidic covenant, here it comes. In the city of David, a Savior who is Christ, the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Can you imagine how that hit them? Oh, here it is. He's here. It's time. Yeah, you're going to find him in a manger, by the way. What? It's probably how it would have struck me. Verse 13. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So I'm thinking, maybe if they first weren't getting it in a manger, what? And then they saw this big party, they're like, oh, okay. (laughs) I see now, this is good. (laughs) But guys, the world did not recognize Jesus, and so there was no big celebration here. There was a big celebration up there. There wasn't one down here. They didn't see him. They didn't recognize him. In fact, can you imagine, uh, back to the shepherds, can you imagine their reaction hearing from the angel that the Messiah had come? Now, these people have been waiting for the Messiah for a long time, and now here it is. All right, let's go see the Messiah. And he's going to be in a manger. What? That's the introduction to, to your Messiah. He came to serve Again, I think they got the idea when they saw that the heavenly multitude was celebrating and thought, well, if they're celebrating like that up there, well, let's be happy about it down here. That's kind of one point I want to make to you today. If we got things to be happy about up there, let's just go ahead and be happy about it down here now, okay? Instead of all the mess going on, it's out there. I know it. I get it. But do you know what you got coming? You can be happy today. There's a party going on. But it says the angel appeared to who? Shepherds. It appeared to shepherds. Shepherds were the lowest of the low. 
They were the bottom rung of all society. Y'all remember when Jesse's sons were summoned to see who would be king? Right, bring all the boys in. Let's see who's going to be king. David was out there shepherding. He wasn't even invited. That tells you a lot about what the culture thought about shepherds. Okay? You're nothing. But who did the angel appear before? He appeared before shepherds. See, the shepherds were already low. And then here in, in a manger, they were probably thinking, this Messiah came to be like me. This Messiah came to be with me. I bet the shepherds registered to that real quick of who this Messiah is and who he was going to be. Again, the world was being introduced to the humble character of the Lord who had come to save us all from our sins. And to know that Jesus spent not just the first day, but he spent every day of his life under this kind of oppression, under this kind of hostility, under this kind of humility from day one all the way until his crucifixion. From Philippians 2.8, it says, And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient even to the point of death, even the death of the cross. That's your Messiah. That's the Lord God right there. Now, this is the time of the year when people say it's time to celebrate Jesus and just for a few days, and then it's back to work as usual. The world has never really celebrated Jesus the way he's worthy to be celebrated, the way he should be. Now, you saw how the heavenly hosts of angels celebrated Jesus like it was the biggest party of all time. And it got the shepherds motivated. Hey, we got to go check this Jesus guy out. We got to go see the Messiah. Shouldn't our celebration of Jesus be so great that it motivates others to want to check out who Jesus is too? That's what I see in the picture. The angel, listen to me, the Messiah, here's where he's going to be. Go. And they're like, man, I got to see this. Does your your carrying of, of how you carry Jesus in your life, does that show people, does the excitement show, it's like, I got Jesus, I got Jesus, and does it make anybody say, well, I want to find out where he's at and who he is too? It should. shouldn't be one or two days in December. And okay, back to, back to business. It should be all the time. All the time. Our celebration of Jesus should be so great that it motivates others to want to find out who is this Jesus guy. So I want to ask you again, is Jesus worthy of better than being placed in a manger? manger? Of course he is. I'll say that Jesus is worthy of being placed in your heart. That's the place of a king. That's the place of love that's the place of worship. That's the place of obedience. That's where Jesus ought to be in our heart, in the center of our life. Nobody invited David because of his lowliness as a shepherd. No one invited Jesus to come as king either. But you can. You can invite him. You can invite Jesus to be your Lord, the king of your life, and receive him with a great welcome, the great welcome that the world never gave him. You can give him that, though. And so if you want to truly celebrate Jesus, then you have to celebrate why he came here, and you don't do it just once a year. You do it for your entire life. I cannot, if I motivate you to take Jesus as a project... And I'm going to go show five people. Well, then you just, we missed it. 
It ain't a project. It ain't five people. It's a lifestyle and it's everybody you can get in front of. That's what it is. It's a lifestyle change. I want us to recall the census again. And recall that Luke 2 verse 3 says, Everyone went to be registered to his own city. To their own city. This is why Joseph and Mary had to make a big journey from where they were. From where they were to where their citizenship was at. All the way from Nazareth to Bethlehem. means they had to get up, they had to leave, and they had to go somewhere else. Okay? Philippians 3 and 20 says, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to His glorious body. Friends, this is why Jesus came to this uninviting world to die on the cross to pay the death penalty of our sins. And now we can come to Him to be saved. But you can't stay where you've always been. You can't stay there anymore. you got to get up and you got to leave. You have to make the big journey from where you were to come to where your citizenship is. You've got to go where your citizenship is at. In other words, you've got to repent of the sins of your old life and leave it and come to Jesus. You're not registered here anymore. You need to go where your registry is at in the place of your citizenship. And I just showed you where your citizenship is. Let me show you something else. Hebrews 13 and 13. says, Therefore let us go forth to him outside the camp bearing his reproach, for here we have no continuing city, but we seek the one to come. I'm looking to the city ahead. Bearing his reproach, it says. It means that the world will view us with the same insult and the same hostility that it had for Jesus Christ. And he had it his whole life. You can expect the same thing your whole life. The culture of Joseph and Mary's day held them with reproach because she was expecting a child. And so they had to bear that reproach as they traveled to Bethlehem. Now, as we today look to our city ahead, our citizenship in heaven, our culture here on earth is going to hate us. That is a reproach we have to bear, that we're going to have to carry. But that's okay, because we don't belong here. Remember how the Lord protected them on their journey. We bear reproach too. The Lord will protect you and yours. So friends, what I'm trying to say is don't register your life here. This is the wrong place to register it. If you're in Jesus Christ, your citizenship is in heaven. Don't register it down here. Don't register your, your hope here. Don't register your strength here. Don't register your peace here because you're not from here. Register yourself in the Lord Messiah Jesus because He holds all your hope, He holds all your strength, and all your peace. And the world will never let you have it. Register yourself where your citizenship is at in the city to come, in heaven. Amen? That's why we seek the Lord. Now remember in Luke 2, 4, it says they went to Bethlehem because Joseph was of the house and lineage of David. This means that that Joseph had a direct royal lineage to King David that validated his citizenship. 
that direct royal line validated his citizenship as being in Bethlehem. Friends, our citizenship in heaven has been validated with a royal lineage. John 1.12, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. That is our royal lineage that adopts us, that validates your citizenship now in heaven. Amen? And the more I think of Joseph and Mary going to register in the city of David, though, it makes me think of, obviously, they would have had to write their names in a book. If you're going to go register, okay, where I register? Right here. Get your name written in the book where your citizenship is. Jesus said in Luke, 2 and tw- Luke 10 and 20, he said, rejoice because your names are written in heaven. There's your citizenship. There's your registry. It has been validated by a, by a holy, royal line through Jesus Christ. So good. If you're going to be a citizen of heaven, your name has to be in that registry. Friends, consider that being in Messiah Jesus, your name is in that book up there. And that book stands as to validate proof that you belong to Jesus forever. You're registered. He says, you're mine. You're mine. Now, you might not find that much to rejoice about down here. I see people walking around like this. Oh, all this stuff going on. Where's your registry? Where are you registered at? No, there's not a whole lot to be joyful about down here. But remember the party in front of the shepherds? They saw that in heaven. And that got them motivated. Friends, I'm trying to motivate you to celebrate your, your citizenship in heaven with Almighty God. It don't matter what happens down here. You can be happy about what's up there. And people should see it in you and go, okay, who's this Jesus? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. Come here, I'll show you. <laughs> so let's look at the picture we get when we examine the full story of Jesus coming here on earth. The obvious is that Jesus came to die for our sins so that we can be free of the death penalty and spend eternity with him. But I don't like leaving Jesus cuddly and cute in a manger, which is what most, most people are doing this time of year. Um, I don't even want to stop where he died on the cross. And the reason is because when I was a kid, I knew I was always told repeatedly over and over and over, Jesus died and paid the price for your sins. Jesus died and paid the price for your sins. And I always said, well, okay. But that didn't sound very exciting to me because that doesn't sound like a win. Sounds like a defeat. He died. Okay, that's all they were telling me. They never told me that Jesus came back to life again so that I could be raised back to life with him. That's the part they didn't tell me about. And so for the longest time, I never understood why people were so excited that Jesus died on the cross and paid for my sin. So what? That doesn't mean anything to me. They stopped short of the victory part. And so remember how we are to humble ourselves. I don't see that as a defeat anymore, Jesus dying because he was raised up again. So now I understand how I can humble myself under the mighty hand of God, bearing his reproach, that he may exalt me in due time. In due time. Because right now I'm tired of being down here. I know you're saying the same thing. (laughs) It's turned into a mess. I know. Don't get so dreaded down here that you miss the fact there's a party up there that you can be participating in and celebrating in now. Depends on where you're registered. 
where you registered. Because if you're registered in the things down here, of course you're not going to have nothing to be happy about. It's a mess. But I'm not registered down here. I'm registered in heaven. It is validated. It is recorded. It is sealed. It is done. Amen? I was never told the whole story. And so I never was able to connect the dots to understand how Jesus dying was such a great victory because the victory is in the resurrection. Friends, during this time of year, don't keep Jesus confined to a manger. He's worth better than that. A whole lot better than that. He is worthy of much better than being placed in a manger. He is worthy of being placed in your life as Lord and Savior. It took an inconvenient census to move Joseph and Mary to Bethlehem. Now imagine Joseph, if he had said, oh great, a census, perfect timing, right when, when she's expecting, this is just the absolute worst time for this to happen. This doesn't fit my time frame. It doesn't fit my schedule. He could have said that, but he didn't. That journey was hard on them, but it was also very blessed. And what I'm trying to say is that trials will often make your journey with Jesus a very difficult path to walk. But it will be very blessed. It will always be blessed. Like Joseph and Mary did, let's walk forward and let's trust in God that he will get us to the city of our citizenship ahead. See, they probably understood the prophetic about the Messiah coming from Bethlehem. Friends, do you understand the prophetic word of God? Do you understand what God says he's going to do? If you, know what, if you understand what God says he's going to do, and you realize you're included, then you know he's going to do it with you. Why look at the world, let it beat you down when you should know the promises of God and walk in that? Let's walk and trust in God, in our trust in God, and he will get us to the citizenship, our city ahead. Now, Jesus received no grand welcome here, no royal reception, just shepherds. And I often have to remember that pastor means shepherd. And I have to remember my place. No big party, no golden crib lined with the best linen, none of that. The inn didn't even have a place for Jesus to stay. And a lot of people say, well, well, if I was the owner of that inn, then I would make room, even if it meant telling others you need to get out of the way. Would you? Would you? Well, guess what? You have the chance to make room for Jesus now, room in your heart, even if you've got to take other things and get it out of the way. If you feel for Jesus not having a place at the end, Give him a place in your life. Well, there's not room. Make room. Get some of that stuff out. Give him a place. He's worthy of it. One time I was traveling to Israel, and I had to transfer planes at an airport somewhere in Europe, and I had to take a tram from one side of the airport to the other. And all the seats on the tram were full, and this older person got on, and, of course, you know, southern hospitality, deep south Texas, I am. I'm not going to just sit there and have some old person stand, right? So I got up and said, hey, here, you can have my place. And I stepped out of the way where he had to stand hanging onto that pole in the middle of the aisle where they're taking sharp turns and you're trying not to fall on people. But I gave my place for that 
that person. And I gave up my seat because I believed that this person was worthy to have a better seat, to have a better place. If you really want to celebrate Jesus this time of year, make sure he has a better place than a manger. Give up what you have held for yourself, step away from it, and give Jesus his rightful place of honor, the place of being Lord of your life, as he is worthy of it. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you that you came for us. And Lord, forgive us for forgetting where we are citizens of. Forgive us for thinking that we belong here. Forgive us for sinking our claws deep into things here, thinking, well, this is it. I finally now have arrived. I have it. I have the bank account. I have the things. Lord, we're going to lose all that. Our citizenship is not here. Help us to remember this story where it was inconvenient, it was problematic, it was difficult for them to get up and make that journey. But Lord God, it's the same with us. It's, it's not easy. It's difficult. We have to walk through this world, this world that has a hatred of us. We have to bear a reproach. But Lord, you're moving us to, you're trying to get us to, to be more conformed to you. How else are people going to look at us and say, we want Jesus if we look nothing like Jesus at all? Help us with this, Lord God. Teach us the times we have to get up and leave. Even when we say it's not comfortable, it's not convenient. Now's not the time, God, but rather be more like Joseph and Mary and say, you know what? The Lord told me to move. Let's move. Forgive me for the times that I didn't move when you asked me to or told me to. Just teach me, Lord God, to listen to your word. And it's oftentimes when it seems like it's the worst time that it's actually the blessed time if we will move. Lord, we're walking through this journey together, this body of Christ. We're walking as a body of believers together, but we're doing it together to encourage one another. Mary couldn't make the trip by herself. Joseph helped. Lord, I can't make the journey all alone. I've got the body of Christ, and I thank you, Lord God, for everybody here. We can walk it together. Nobody walks alone. So we thank you, Lord God, that you have given us each other as well as the strength and the assurance. And Lord, may I never take the representation of your son to be a project, but to be an on-all-the-time switch that never goes off, a lifestyle that shows that Jesus is worthy of better than what this world gave him. He's worthy for me to give him my life, all of it. And if there was no room... You kick things out and you make room for Jesus to have more. He's worthy of it. Forgive us, Lord God, for not having given his full place. Lord, I ask today that as we think about things going on in our lives, some things you're telling us we need to kick it out, get rid of it, give that time, give those resources, give of that, that devotion to the Lord Jesus first. Help us understand these things, Lord God, as you communicate that to us today. I thank you for it, Lord God, in Jesus' name. I could pray all day. Lord God, we're going we're gonna to praise your name again. You are worthy of it. We thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank 
you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.